G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Surfside Bus Lines. Free shuttle buses to and from the Magic Millions. Visit surfside.com.au. Welcome to Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson. Good morning. Welcome to Magic Millions Radio on this Thursday, Thursday the 13th of January 2022. And of course that means it's Calcutta Day. It's Calcutta evening tonight at the Gold Coast Turf Club. Now there are some tickets available for the uh, the raffle, not the Calcutta itself. That is sold out, but there are some tickets available. So head to the website there, www.gctc.com.au. Uh, purchase some tickets there. We're going to get Ian Brown, the racing manager of the uh, Gold Coast Turf Club, try and squeeze him in somewhere within the show today just to explain what a Calcutta actually is. Now, it's not just a cricket ground in India. It is also a a big event when it comes to big events in the world of horse racing. So we'll get Ian to come on and quickly explain in layman's terms exactly what a Calcutta is. Now, also on today's show, we'll chat shortly to Tim Rowe. Some huge action at the sales uh, yesterday. Uh, some big money uh, changing hands. $1.7 million for the uh, the top lot, uh, lot 261, which Tim did nominate. So we'll see how his prognostications from yesterday uh, fared. We'll find out what uh, lots we're looking for uh, this afternoon and we'll get a, uh, a bit of a guide on uh, what's coming up later as well. We'll talk to Tom... Tom Hackett from Ladbrokes, of course. Tom will be along with all the prices. Now that the full fields are out, we can talk about the two main races, see if Cool and Gatters continue to ease or there is a little bit of money for the uh, the filly now. Uh, also, the big three-year-old Magic Millions and, as I said, the other seven races on the card. Really looking forward to chatting to David Chester. David's from Magic Millions. His official title is International Sales Director, but I've got a feeling David is a jack of many, many trades. So we'll talk to uh, David Chester. Chris Munts will be along. Uh, Chris is uh, part of our Magic Millions memories today. Of course, he rode Dance Hero uh, to victory, and he also rode Accelerator. So two wins in the race for Chris. Looking forward to chatting to him. And uh, David Eustace will catch up with later on too, talking all things Magic Millions. And, of course, David and Kieran um, uh, have the favourite Cool and Gatter going around in the big one on Saturday. But without any further ado, Tim, Tim Rowe, good morning from ANZ Bloodstock. Morning, Chris. How are you going? Very, very well. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Getting through it. <laughs> it's been a uh, well. It's, I was going to say it's been a long week, but it's uh, just over halfway, sort of thing, I suppose. Yeah, well, there's still book two, so not even halfway. But not uh, even. It's, just, it's a it's a staying contest, um, so you just got to you've got to time your run. You can't go too early. <laughs> I hope you're getting some early nights. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> now you did tell us yesterday that you were uh, keen on lots. 237, 261, 267, 306, and 325. I tell you what, you weren't far off the money. Three, uh, what was the other one? 261 went for 1.7. 306 went for 1.55. Some huge money uh, changing hands yesterday. Oh, yeah. The, the big Colts buyers really stepped up yesterday, as expected. You know, the top lot, as I said yesterday, from the last crop, not a single doubt. And he's, you know, obviously the sire of extreme choice. And, um, you know, all those Colts buyers, you know, they're trying to hit the jackpot with the... And uh, being the last crop of not a single doubt, everyone wanted to be on it. Yeah, and look, I'm just looking at some of the uh, some of the names here that have been purchasing most of these, the buyers. Now, Kieran Ma, I spoke about him earlier, having the um, the favourite in the Magic Millions on Saturday. 18 lots he's sold, 
The average has been 380000 max 900000 So far, Kiramar Bloodstock has spent $6.85 million at the sales. It's not a bad effort, is it? Oh, he's extraordinary here. He's got a team around him to, to help him do that. Uh, you know, the best... He set up a real business. It's not just a horse trainer. He's not mm. just a horse trainer. He has got a great business behind him with some great people, Will Bourne and, and so forth, Dave Eustace, obviously, but uh, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that uh, help the ship uh, sail, so to speak. Yeah, there's some other big names there. China Horse Club have bought 12 lots, uh, maximum 850, average $472,000. Uh, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott slash Kestrel Thoroughbreds. You can never count Gay out, can you? She's always there buying plenty of horses. 11 lots, $435,000 average, a max of 900 and a gross of 4.785. She's still so active, isn't she? Oh, if you see, she's out in the grounds every day. She goes to the farms before anyone else. And she's, you know, Adrian's there too. Um, you know, great, got a great eye for a horse and, and obviously the stable's firing within the Congo, which, um, you know, owned by China Horse Club in Newgate. And uh, Kestrel Thoroughbreds, Bruce, Bruce Slade's a terrific fella and great judge. And with that team, uh, Gay and Adrian won't be going anywhere, uh, sailing off into the sunset anytime no. soon, that's for sure. No, they certainly won't. Now, just looking at the size, we knew the I Am Invincibles would be very popular. Zoo Star, 22, is tops the list, though. Well, you've got to, you know, he started very well, obviously, with Sunlight coming through in his first crop, and he's had Zoo Sane and a lot of other good horses. This yielding crops from his first, well, you know, from a service fee of $154,000. So you can imagine the mayors, people, you've got to have the mayors to justify paying that uh, service fee. So I guess uh, the, the quality of horses on the grounds, you know, the best the best Zoo, zoo Stars had, that's for sure. Yeah, well, Zoo Stars had 22 sold, average of 415000 uh, I Am Invincible, 15 sold, average of 598000 The usuals there, Schnitzel. Uh, deep fields and of course justify very interesting uh, 15 sold uh, average is $323,000 the highest being 900 uh, that's sort of a summary as to where we're at to now uh, anything else take your uh, interest yesterday Tim at all um, look I guess uh, you know James Harron got on the board I know uh, you know it's easy for social media to pop but James you know, he, he and his clients have done a great job. They've had King's Legacy and Pariah and obviously Capitalist. It is a big investment those guys make, but, uh, you know, they make the numbers balance and it's a matter of getting getting a good horse, uh, you know, almost every year to make it pay. And they had Philosopher win on Saturday. That's a big chance in the Blue Diamond. So he could very well have another another uh, gun cold on his hands. All righty. Can we top $1.7 million uh, today, do you think? Well, I've picked out... It's a much harder day, but I'm, I think there is one cult that uh, could top 1.7, and if he doesn't, he'll go very, very close, um, which is uh, lot 585. As I said, I've picked out five today. Um, sort of, I'm Invincible, again, has got a very strong hand, and that lot 585 is, is uh, an oh. I'm Invincible cult. It's a half to dubious. A lot of people will know that horse, oh. Kieran Maher, and, um, you know, already at stud, um, and... You know, out of a very good mare that uh, some clients uh, of Newgate sport for one, uh, at least a one one million out of the paddock. So uh, they could get their money back in one hit here, but uh, he's a very, very nice horse. So he'll be my pick of the day and probably the sale. 
I think you did say earlier in the week uh, this was the one that everyone sort of had their eye on and was probably going to be uh, the number one seller of the sale. So lot 585. Any others that we need to write down and uh, see how they uh, fare today? Big money, big money uh, yearlings? Yeah, definitely. Um, look, it is a bit harder because there's a lot of nice horses by the right stallions. Uh, but the ones that people might know, the, the, um, the families or the dams, a lot 412 is an I'm Invincible filly um, out of Group 2 winner Key Lister. Now, look, he did go, oh, she did go through a weanling sale last year at the Gold Coast and made $340,000. So Fernry Farm, they'll be looking to make a profit on that. And trust me, it's uh, easier said than done, this pin-hooking business. There's a lot of, you can make a hell of a lot of money in six months, but uh, you can also lose a lot. It's not as easy as everyone sounds, thinks. Sounds like crypto or the share market too. Yeah, exactly. It can go up, but while the market's rising, it looks easy, but uh, things can go wrong and there'll be a lot of horses that uh, don't make the sales that they pay a lot of money for. But I think uh, Fernring would be well-placed to make some money out of uh, Lot 412 today. Yeah, so 585, 412, any others? Yeah, uh, 500, Lot 503 is one people will know. It's a sis- the sister to Hootson, of course, won the oh. Magic Millions. Um and owned by now by Yarraman Park and Jerry Harvey. They bought the mare in 2019 for $900,000, um, and they've already uh, got their money back there, I think. So, um, look, she's a nice a nice filly by the right stallion, of course, and already proven and a lot of residual value there. So it'd be interesting to sort of see how she stacks up. The thing about these I'm Invincibles and Snitzels and Zoo Stars even, there's a lot in the sale, so people have got a lot of choice. Um, you know, a lot of choice, so they can sort of, knock a few off or, uh, you know, really zero on the ones they like. All righty. So all eyes on lot 585 uh, today, but we're also keeping a watch on 412 and 503, as you mentioned, a sister to Hoots. And some, just before I let you go, Tim, some good numbers. Uh, the clearance rates, 94.41%. That'd be higher than uh, expected, or is that an expected number? No, it's still still higher. I think that's unprecedented. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously there's the interest there of people wanting to buy, but also a fair bit of credit would have to go to the vendors and Magic Millions. You know, this is a select sale. You can't just, you know, this might be uh, probably 5,000 yearlings entered and it gets cut down to 1,200. So a lot of credit goes to Magic Millions. They've got the horses there that people want to buy. Yeah, it certainly does help. Tim, thanks for your time this morning. Have a great day out there at the sales. So we might just check back in with you one last time tomorrow to get an idea of uh, just how much that lot 585 went for and other sales, of course, today. Have a great day. And uh, anyone that wants to get out there and have a look around, do so. It's a great atmosphere. Love going to the uh, the auditorium there at the sales ring. If you haven't been, you should have gone. We're going to head for a break. Uh, when we come back from the break, I think we're going to catch up with David Chester. Really looking forward to this from Magic Millions. Surfside Bus Lines. Free shuttle buses to and from the Magic Millions. Visit surfside.com.au. This is Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson. Sparrow thought as last of all at the 600. The Gold Coast Gold Snippets in front going easily. A length roses for us. Lord Lockton on the outside boasting. Going up quickly. Prince Anton in a little bit of trouble from Mother Duck. Anna Daniela Crown. Hope poetic sound. And further back as I'm ready around the home turn. Snippets the inside and boasting. They lead together. About two on Mother Duck. He's gone to third from Roses for us. Anna Daniela Prince Anton and I'm ready at the 200. Snippets the leader. He's beaten off boasting. Mother Duck on the outside moves the second. Coming out after Snippets, but Snippets is going great guns, a hundred ago, he's got them stitched, and Snippets is driving away in the run of the post, will win easily, Snippets first, Prince Anton, 
Snippets winning the Magic Millions, the inaugural Magic Millions back in 1987. And from a personal viewpoint, that is my favourite Magic Millions. Uh, a, few, a few reasons. I love Snippets, the horse. He went on and became uh, a Group 1 winner multiple times. Uh, he just had that, that thing about him, Snippets. He had that X factor. I love watching that race because at the Gold Coast back in 1987, when they run down the side of the track and the back of the track, there's nothing. And you compare that to what you see now. And, of course, you see the crowd as well. And they'd flash to the grandstand. And uh, you can see people hanging off every possible vantage point. So that's a real highlight, 1987. But a man that knows a lot more about it than I do, he was there. He knows all about snippets. Is the International Sales Director for Magic Millions. And I talk of David Chester. David, good morning to you. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. How do we find you this morning? It's a busy week. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. But uh, great to talk about, uh, great to talk about Snippets. I mean, I've always said, Chris, Magic Million should uh, erect a monument for Snippets because when the Magic Million concept was first, uh, first came about, uh, old Carl War, who started Magic Millions, uh, he, he, he rang me up. I was, I was sort of the bloodstock manager in those days. He rang up and he said, how do you think a, a sale of 200 yearlings uh, with a million-dollar race the following year, the following January. How do you think that would work? And I thought he was crazy. I, you know, it was $10,000 entry fee in those days in 1985. Um, I thought, gee, how... And, and he said, you're the one who's got to go out and get the yearling. So um, <laughs> I, I, went, I went down to the Hunter Valley and uh, most of the big studs, and honestly, uh, most of them put the dog on to me. They thought I was mad. But, you know, guys guys like uh, Jerry Harvey and... and uh, and uh, and, and uh, John Muir and uh, John Massara, those sort of guys, they all thought that the idea had merit. But there was a lot of knockers. I've got to say, there were a lot of people thought that a closed race uh, was not the way to go. Uh, they said the prize money would never be recognised. Yeah, the establishment were very, very much against it uh, in the early days. But fact, that's why Snippets is so important because... There was a lot of people saying you won't get a field, you won't get 16 runners out of 200 yearlings, uh, you won't get a field the first year, and if you get a field, they're going to be an ordinary lot of horses. And that year, as you mentioned, Chris, we had uh, we had Snippets, we had Mother Duck, yeah. we had Boasting, and we had Prince Anton. So there were four um, yearlings came out of that first sale in 1986 that, that, that raced in our race in 1987 and went on and ran in the slipper. Now, even today, you know, we, we struggle to get, you know, five or six horses in the slipper field and, and the, out of 200, and now we're selling 5,000 yearlings. So it was, we were just lucky because if the, if the knockers were right and we had a bad lot of horses um, and, and they didn't go on uh, and we didn't have a snippet, you know, maybe the concept wouldn't have survived. Yeah, and, and look, the day itself, as I said at the top of the interview, the, uh, the crowd on site, the atmosphere looked to be just electric. Well, no, no one knew what to expect because, you know, it was the first, was the richest, it was about the fourth richest race in Australia. There's the Melbourne Cup, the Golden Slipper, the Cox Plate, and maybe the Caulfield Cup. But it was about the fifth. Uh, we'd never had a million-dollar race in Queensland before. And, 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 you know, Gold Coast is a provincial track. Um, mm. They didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, there was, a, there was a lot of buzz about it. But, um, and I remember that there was a queue, I reckon, about a kilometre long, to get through the gates because you know the the club the, the club just didn't didn't anticipate the sort of crowd they were going to get and people were waiting and waiting and waiting in line to, to get on onto the track it, it was 
it was just a, an amazing scene. You know, it was it was uh, quite quite spectacular. But but um, yeah, talking about snippets, I remember when in, in the, the sale, the first sale was 1986. Of course, the race was 1987. The next year, but snippets arrived from Victoria here in 1986 in January for the sale. And um, I remember Carl War, who was a good old horseman, and he he was the boss of the place then. He said, he said, get that bloody horse off the ground. He said, have a look at him. He, he, you know, he'd come from Victoria. In those days, they didn't prepare yearlings as, as well as they do now. And his coat was a bit rough. And he just didn't, you know, he just didn't look the part. So that's how Sally Rogers got involved because um, we rang Sally Rogers and said, Sally, because she was a bit of a, she was a trainer, but an equestrian, and she knew how to present a horse. So, um we rang Sally Rogers and she took the horse and cleaned him up, cleaned up snippets and brought him back to the sale. Wow. And look what, well, she did a terrific job and she ended up being, oh, she, did. Uh, she, she did. trained him. She was the official trainer when yeah, well, the horse won. Well, well, what happened because it was a, you know, it was a million dollar race for 200 yearlings. A lot of the vendors in those days thought, Oh gee, you know, there's great odds, you know, because there was probably, you know, 50 or 60 or 80 horses in the sale. You would think it'd be no chance of making a two year old. So, the odds are about maybe 120 to one to win a you know million dollar race. So a lot of the vendors bought their horses back um, and, and and backed their judgment uh, to run in the race. And and um, and John Augustine, who who bred snippets and emptied in the sale, he he bought the horse back. And um, because Sally had cleaned him up and done such a great job, he gave it to Sally Rogers to train. And she did a terrific job. Now just on the on the uh, Magic Millions itself. Uh, something I've always thought about. Do you think the concept would work anywhere else? How much do you think the Gold Coast has to do with the success? I think it's got a great deal to do with it personally. Oh, Chris, you're spot on. You're spot on. Because, you know, the the concept has been copied all over the world. I think uh, I think it was South Africa that, that came up first with the copy, uh, Ireland. Um, I think it's the, the race concept has been copied all over the world, but it hasn't worked. It's just something unique about the Gold Coast that makes mm. it work, um, it, whether it's the atmosphere. Because I remember we used to sell, when I first started to work, um, you know, we used to sell horses in Brisbane, the exhibition ground. And I remember when the company decided to move down to the Gold Coast, everyone thought we were mad because, you know, all the cap, all the big sales in the world are in capital cities or, you know, uh, major centres. And the Gold Coast in those days, as you just saw the video of Snippets winning, it, it was... You know, it was a holiday resort, um, you know, a holiday playground, but not ever thought of as a, as a horse selling centre. And 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 um, consequently, um, I think people just love coming here, and that's why the concept worked. Well, You're it right. is. It's, it's that time of the year. It's holiday time. It's mm. people are, are looking to get away to the to the sunshine, mm. and that's that's the place they go. I remember a few years ago there was some talk that it might be moved to Brisbane, and I thought, well, it's not just not the same. It's not going to work in Brisbane. It just wouldn't no. work anywhere no, else. No, no, you, 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 you're spot on. And the timing too, because you know, uh, I don't know whether you got time to talk about it, but that Carl, when, when Carl first came up with the concept, we spoke about it. He wanted to have the sale in March because the traditional time to sell yearlings in Queensland is March, and because January's a bit early, and it's hard for vendors to get their horses ready and everything in January. And, and when I was doing the canvas to get the first lot of yearlings, I ran into. Um, New Haven Park, I went to see um, uh, old Mr. J.W. Kelly, who was the sort of founder of New Haven Park. And, and Mr. Kelly said, David, he said, we will support you, because I think he was president of the New South Wales Breeders, and he said, we'll support you, but you've got to have the sale in 
um, uh, in January before New Zealand because he said there's too much money goes out of Australia every year to New Zealand um, and, and we've got to try to sell some good yearlings in January to keep the money in Australia. And that's why, that's the only reason the sale was, uh, uh, was uh, in January, not in March. And, and, and there again, it's worked because I think if the sale was in March, it probably wouldn't be as good. No, no, it just goes from success to success uh, each and every year. Now, on a personal front, David, I looked at LinkedIn last night and I see you as uh, International Sales Director. Same job for 42 years, but I believe it's been longer than that. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I first started, I left school in 1965 and, and my first yearling sale was at the Brisbane Exhibition Ground in 19, uh, 1966. So um, we were selling Star Kingdoms then and uh, Wilkes's. But, you know, in, in Queensland in those days, no, I remember I used to ring... Tommy Smith and Bart Cummings to come up to the Queensland sale and they'd, they'd laugh at me. Well, I want to go up there. So that's when I started in 1966. And then we, we moved. Our first sale at the Gold Coast was in 1980. We had what we call the Golden Nugget sale. And the first year here, um, we sold in a, in a bull and circus, circus tent before the big, um, big selling barn was erected. So um, that was 1980. And then um, Carl Wall came up with this concept in, in 1985 to, uh, for this magic, magic million idea. And um, my, my word, a lot of people thought he was off his rocker, but it, it, it's, it's worked and it's just grown and grown and grown. And I, I think the fact, you know, um, you know in, in all my time, it, it's just we had maybe when I started, we might have had 5 or 10% of the business in Australia. Now we've got half the business in Australia, and it's, it's just amazing to see that happen over the last 50 years. And people may not know, but you are still actually auctioneering as well? Yeah, yep, yep. Um, my, my 76th birthday is coming up uh, later this month, so um, I, tried, I tried to keep fit and healthy and well, and I love, I love starting the sale. I've been doing it, starting the sale for about 30 years, so... Um, you know, it's sort of become a bit of a, a bit of a tradition, I think. And until Jerry Harvey sacks me, I'll be I'll be starting the sale. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> I hope, hope not. He, he's an old guy like me, so yeah, we've got to stick together, us old fellas. <laughs> David, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this morning. Uh, I've been looking forward to it all week, and uh, you haven't let me down. So thanks so much for your time. Hopefully, I'll get out there later in the week, and if I do, I'll hunt you down and uh, and say hello. Okay, great to, great to talk to you, Chris. Thank you. David Chester joining us this morning on Magic Millions Radio. I really enjoyed that chat. We'll head to the news. When we come back from the news, we'll talk to uh, Chris Munts, who's won the Magic Millions twice. But we're going to concentrate more on Dance Hero. Surfside Bus Lines. Free shuttle buses to and from the Magic Millions. Visit surfside.com.au. This is Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson. In the straight and Dance Hero the front runner. Flying Firebird under pressure. Tiny Girl coming with a run. Down the outside is Charge Ford. And Bigger Lingy's got to the outside and she's charging down the centre of the track. 200 to go. Dance Hero in front. Charge Ford. Here comes Alingi with a great run. Dance Hero in front. Charge Ford trying hard. Alingi can't reach them. Dance Hero clings on. He wins the slipper. Gay's done it again. Dance Hero's beaten Charge Ford. Third maybe Alingi from Fastnet Rock. He's steering a little wide on Dance Hero as they straighten up. 
They've got 450 metres left to go. Dance Hero, a length in front of Wager. Fastnet Rock on the outside, followed by One World. Where's Charge Forward? He's still well back in the field, giving the leader a long start. Dance Hero's in front. He puts his foot flat to the floor now. Dance Hero's shot away from them. He's two lengths in front of Fastnet Rock and Wager. Dance Hero's in front. He's starting to feel the pinch a little bit, but he's going to get home with the sires. Dance Hero first, second Wager, the Quinella de Gay. Dance Hero's in front as they straighten up. He's stripped at about three off the fence. Wager's coming after him on the outside. Now the acid test is there for the top two-year-old Dance Hero. And he is responding. He's giving him a little push now, Dance Hero. He's a length in front of Wager. Sarverville and Kid George. Dance Hero's in front with 250 metres to go. He's the champion two-year-old of Australia. He completes the Grand Slam. There he goes to the line. A great triple crown winner. There he was, Dance Hero, winning the Triple Crown. Now, we just can't quite get hold of Chris Munce at the moment. He's probably very, very busy uh, organising himself for today at the sale. So what we're going to do is play uh, an interview that Andrew Bensley, of course, uh, held this, had this morning with uh, David Eustace from the Ma Eustace Stable about all things Magic Millions and, of course, Cool and Gadda, who's uh, the favourite for the big one on Saturday. Dave Eustace uh, is about to join us. He's just finalising his numbers for the weekend, uh, acceptances and the like. Dan Bagore's also on the way. We're also going to talk to our good mates from HQ Insurance, uh, who are a key sponsor of us being here. Uh, be sure, insure with HQ. Visit hqinsurance.com.au. Uh, and uh, we're keeping an eye on the stewards' reports because there was a couple that came through yesterday that were mildly lame. We'll give you a bit more on that news as it comes through, but mildly lame for uh, a couple uh, indiscreetly being one of those for Dan Bagore. We'll do that in just a tick. Uh, Dave Eustace is about to join us. One of our key sponsors here is Kiramar Racing. Uh, with, uh, well, they've been very prominent, haven't they, uh, through the yearling sales. And you can check out more by heading to kiramar.com. Uh, dot au with uh, the very latest on uh, the situation with uh, the sales. They've been very active, obviously. Their top lot yesterday for 1.7 million, but they've been uh, below uh, those figures well and truly, buying uh, a mixture of yearlings uh, through the sale here. Uh, Dave Eustace does join us uh, at our vantage point. Uh, Dave, we appreciate you coming on straight after doing some acceptances for the, when was it, Sunday? Yeah, Sunday, Camper Saturday, no. Camper Down Sunday, Yarra Valley. It just keeps coming, doesn't it? You're up here, but it's uh, it's sort of uh, the machine keeps rolling back home. Yeah, it does. Yeah, we've obviously got great team at home, um, keeping the show on the road while we're up here trying to get the um, next bunch of horses through. I was uh, w pulling up here this morning. It was about, uh, I think it was about quarter past five Queensland time, and I saw you just walking behind a couple of horses there. Uh, was one of those cool and gather? Yeah, probably what probably was um she was out about that time so um she's good they've all come through their gallops well and uh she's she's just had a very quiet time since then um but uh away game had a little stride up so did snap dancer so i'm really happy with both of them as well obviously everyone wants to talk about cool and getter but the question uh, is it just the obvious that the horse was bought here that you came up with the name uh i'm not sure to be honest um it's got to be something was, very simple there's isn't a few with it being piping hot, I think Torquay was top of the list, but uh, it wasn't available. So John O'Neill was uh, was keen to uh, name a name of a similar ilk um, with with her being out of piping hot. So, well, it's going to link well if it can uh, be successful on the weekend. Few things have fallen your way. Few of the 
the favourites have drawn a bit tricky. How do you see now that you've had a few days to think about it? Yeah, to be honest, we're delighted with the draw. Um, I think middle is, is ideal in that race. Our way game was drawn 14 and, and was able to stay out of trouble. And I think that's the key, really, is uh, actually being able to stay out of trouble. So um, she comes into 10 if if um, if the emergencies don't get it, gain a start. So I think 10, yeah, we'd have actually probably picked out 9 or 10 if we could. Because it is normally a high pressure, isn't it? That you just need something. It looks like a horse that just relaxes and then finds, which yeah, you need. I think most, uh, most years, a portion of the field get a bit carried away and uh, they go very quick. And um, if you've got um, a rider who's willing to you know, have that little bit of patience, a little bit of calmness, a bit of coolness like uh, James does. He's not going to get involved in the scrimmage early and, um, you know, he'll just allow her to travel. And, yeah, she's she is very tractable. You know, she's she jumps well. She gets into stride, but she doesn't overdo things. Twelve months ago, I mean, the answer is a simple yes here, I guess. So you can say it now because you're in the race. But did you think 12 months ago that she really had the look that she could be here? Well, yes, she, you know, you, she would have been one of a few that you're, or, or a handful that we we're hoping to, to get back here. Um, not every horse you purchase here is, is going to, is even um, targeting this race. They're just nice horses for the future. But yes, she was one that you would hope, if everything went to plan, w would get here. And, and thankfully it has. And just seems, I mean, the obvious is when you see Cooling Gatter on race day just completes the job. Away, just at the stables and things like that, is she a beautiful two-year-old to work with? She's pretty good. Um, she she could get a little bit hot um, uh, at Warwick Farm, uh, but when she went to the beach, um, that's probably just attitude-wise, probably just turned her inside out a little bit. Um, Josie, who's up here with her, has ridden her um, throughout, and, you know, she's, she knows her, obviously, better than anyone, really. And... Um, She's been very happy here. She she went to Eagle Farm um, pre-Boxing Day and just found Eagle Farm a little bit busy. It's, it's quieter here, less horses. Yeah. And um, she's really enjoyed that. The three-year-old guineas, uh, your uh, manager down in Melbourne, Reese Murphy, uh, he gave me a, a ring last week. He said, we're going to get there with socialists because they're now going to run 18. Uh, most of us thought it was 16 and then yeah. they found a couple. So... Uh, coming off the last win, this is a chance at odds. Yeah, she is a chance, and um, the draw is actually key to her. She's drawn well, and that'll really suit. Um, so, um, yeah, pretty hopeful that she she she'll run above her odds and and uh, give everyone a shout. I mean, you just like getting horses that are in good form, and the two runs back have been encouraging for this. Yeah, they have. Yeah, she's in good order. She's um, she's quite you know she's a, a relatively lightly framed filly as a two-year-old. Um, did well to do what she achieved um, and since then has, has put good weight on and, and is strengthening up all the time. We saw a way game uh, really stormed to the line there last run. Uh, what's your thoughts? Trained on nicely for this? Yeah, she's she's flying. Um, I would argue she's going as well as ever. Her run behind Morabi was excellent. Um, actually, it was a career best run on figures. Um, which which says something considering mm. what she's achieved. So, mm. Mm. Um, very happy with her. Um, she was sharp on Tuesday and um, has come through that well. So she's drawn in, which is 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 okay. Because um, she does flash light, doesn't she? Yeah, she it's sort of been changed up a little bit. It was Karen McAvoy actually who rode her in, in a piece of work and and said 
I think she might be better off being ridden colder. And since then, she's 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 probably gone to not gone to another level, but she's put into some some excellent performances in in and especially up here, she's beating Bella Nepotina, which is good form. Good so, form, yeah. um, you know, we probably can't not to use the gate um we'll just let her pop out you know and see what happens you've got yeah. those two in the fillies and mares uh, you mentioned snap dancer earlier is there much between those uh well i think snaps you know uh you mean with incredulous dream yeah yeah I, you know i'd favor her yeah um she's 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 furnished into a lovely mare and incredulous dreams not without a chance um you know, she's drawn a bit sticky, but we'll ride her cold. Um, and she seems to sort of harness a slightly better turn of foot doing that anyway. So um, she'll, she'll give everyone a shout too. Dave, the sale, it's always active. I've, I've heard both you and Kieran talk about that this has become your biggest sale. You know, there's a heap of still good sales to come and you'll be active, but y you love this sale and it's come through. I mentioned the 1.7 million lot, but... You do buy those unders, and people shouldn't be afraid of contacting the stable. Yeah, absolutely, we do. Um, you know, it's a great event. Um, it, I think it, it's great for ownership. You know, brings people up here and, and gets people inside in, involved and, and gives them an insight into the side of the blood salt world that they don't o often see. You know, yeah. it, it obviously the end game is getting horses to the races, but this is where it all starts. And it's good to educate owners and in, in how it. It all develops and and we you know really believe in trying to trying to do that and get people involved in in the whole um aspect of it and i think mm -hmm. magic millions does that better than anyone in in making feel everyone feel welcome in, in being able to have access to that so that's very important and yes we do buy horses for good money um a lot of money and but we also buy horses that we um, think a, a good value and we let horses go as well that we think have made too much you know they, they're, they're all value have valuations and we we stick to those so um, there's a variety of horses there for them you sit on the table and the table looks relatively calm to us when we see it and normally we're only seeing you when the deal's done but obviously along the way there's a bit of nerve and tension do you love that sort of thing yeah, I think it's it's the, the theater at all is great isn't it you know the the vendors are trying to um, entertain and, and put on a show by presenting their horse in the best possible way that they can and um, the pre-inspection says there's always a bit of banter and a bit of talk and uh, and what they feel their their horse should should be valued at and and um, sometimes we'll agree and sometimes we'll disagree you know so yeah I think it, of course it's great you know everyone wants to be in, in involved in 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 the end game and and, and getting the right sort of racehorse. Letizia is the one I just wanted to finish with. Uh, you had sort of thinking that maybe here, and then you thought maybe being rushed a little bit. Is it a blue diamond now? Yeah, she she had a few days off, and, and um, she had her first back day back under saddle, actually. Yep. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, she's, she's good. She's a very robust filly, actually. She took the run very well. Um, you know, she could have come up here, but uh, I think we, we certainly pulled the right rein there, and, and she'll head towards the preview. Well, we look forward to seeing her, but also, obviously, Cool and Gatter. I urge people, we might, they're not, not words, uh, they're not simply words. It's its information that you should, if you're looking for an interest in a horse, don't be put off. Yeah, Contact yeah. au. You've got a team up here. Your phone numbers are all on the website. Don't ever be afraid. Get a group of mates together. You know, yeah. uh, there's always ownership in a horse coming along, and you just never know. You my contact Kieran Ma Racing and be here in 12 months. Yeah, I could mention a horse um, that we have purchased. Yeah. Um, lot 260 was a Snitzel filly out of Mirror Mirror. 
and uh, she was 380, which you know is a lot of money. Um, but she she was good value. Um, she was very well bred filly, off probably statistically um, the best farm well. um, for stakes winners and. Uh, uh, magic screams Magic Millions, Mirror Mirror is a Magic Millions winner, so there you go. I was just going to say, uh, brings back great memories with Mirror Mirror, and you're right yeah. with Singo and, and the team at Strawberry Hill. All the farms do a big job, but uh, that's a good buy. So a, a bit of ownership there could come. Yeah, there is, and she's, you know, she, she'll be all about the race next year, and uh, but she'll go on as well. She's, she's a beautiful horse, and um, yeah, we look forward to getting her through the stable and, and I'd urge everyone to have a look at her and get in touch. All right, so that's lot 260, uh, Philly yesterday, Stitzel uh, out of Mirror Mirror. Check it all out, kiranmar.com.au. Dave, thanks for sparing us a few minutes. <coughs> well, pardon me. Good luck the next few days. All right, thanks, Andy. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave Eustace uh, joining us, a part of the team. Really appreciate him uh, coming on while acceptances were being finalised for uh, the weekend. Surfside Bus Lines. Free shuttle buses to and from the Magic Millions. Visit surfside.com.au. This is Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson. Now, I wanted to catch up with uh, Ian Brown, the racing manager of the Gold Coast Turf Club, just to explain to us simpletons what a Calcutta actually is, but I don't think we've got him on the line just at the moment. So, I know he is there. Brownie, good morning to you. Yeah, morning, Chris. How are you? Good, thank you. Now, you've got two minutes. I'll put the pressure on. You've got two minutes to explain what a Calcutta is, which is, of course, being held tonight at the Gold Coast Turf Club. Tickets are sold out, but you can still jump online and get a raffle ticket. Yeah, the raffle tickets close uh, midday today. So if you're listening now, $20 a ticket, jump online. Yeah, end up drawing a horse like calling Gatta, you might win fifteen dollars or $20,000. So essentially the raffle tickets get drawn out. The winner or the person who owns that raffle ticket gets allocated a horse in the field and then that horse gets auctioned off you can bid to keep it or you will get at least 50 percent of what the sale price is for that horse and we're hoping we get about 120,000 in the pool so first prize would be about 70 75,000 for the Ooh. winner of the race that'd be all right for the cover of the week's expenses wouldn't it that's right that's not too bad so how'd i go did i that all right I think you did very, time. very well. I think we had you explaining the same thing last year, so don't don't uh, be surprised if you get a call again this time next year and you have to go through it all over again. But look, it's a it's a it's a new audience uh, each time, so it's good to know. There's a lot of people out there that think a Calcutta is a place in India. Well, it is, but it's not the only thing. So uh, thanks very much for that, Brownie. I hope you've had a good week. Sorry to cut you short. We've got to head for a oh, break, but uh, we'll chat to you shortly. Thanks again. Thank you. Surfside Bus Lines. Free shuttle buses to and from the Magic Millions. Visit surfside.com.au. This is Magic Millions Radio with Chris Nelson. We're down to number six on our countdown of top ten Magic Millions moments. And number six is the Bonnie Philly Sunlight, who won the race in 2018. Of course, trained by Tony McAvoy, who made the big call to take on the boys with his filly, and she didn't let him down. She went on to win at Group 1 level on three occasions, the Coolmore and the Newmarket down the Flemington Strait, plus the William Reed at the Valley. She was sold at the 2020 Magic Billions Broodmare sale for a record price of $4.2 million. She was a ripper. Karuta Queen, she comes in at number five on our countdown of top 10 Magic Millions moments. She was a winner for knockabout trainer Neville Late and rising apprentice Tommy Berry, who was just kicking off his career. Purchased for only $30,000, the win at start number four kept her unbeaten record intact. She went on to win at Group 3 level on the way to earning $1.8 million in prize money.
Great memories there with uh, with Sunlight, of course, and Karuda Queen, written by Tommy Berry, Karuda Queen, and we spoke to Tommy Berry first up on uh, Monday. That was a great chat, and he's uh, really kicked on from there. There's no doubt about that. Now, on tomorrow's show, we'll catch up with uh, Tim Rowe from ANZ Bloodstock once again. Now, I'll have Nick Lloyd in the studio with me, and we'll have uh, Tommy Hackett on the phone, and we will get those two guys to put their heads together and try and come up with some winners for uh, for Saturday, the big day, Magic Millions Day. So a bit of a form panel there with Nick and Tom. Uh, Steve Hawkins, now he joined us last year. He did his race call for the two-year-old classic. He's going to uh, jump on the phone and give us another call. Not sure whether he's going to jump from the start or the 600 or the 800. We'll have to wait and see what Steve comes up with for uh, for tomorrow. But, of course, Steve Hawkins, he called races on the Gold Coast for many, many, many years. And when you think of Gold Coast racing and race calling, you think of the name Steve Hawkins and some of those uh, iconic race calls. Now, we were trying to catch up with Chris Munts, obviously, this morning. Uh, that didn't pan out. Chris was uh, a little bit too busy there, but we have locked uh, Chris in for a chat tomorrow. So around the same time, around uh, 10.30 tomorrow, just after the news, we'll uh, we'll do our best to catch up with uh, Chris Munts, of course, who rode Dance Hero to victory uh, in the Magic Millions and, of course, Accelerator before that. Uh, I mentioned Tim, Nick Lloyd, uh, Tommy Hackett. Keep an eye on, of course, Lot. 585 this afternoon at the sales. Many, many predicting, including our own Tim Rowe, that this horse or this yearling will be the highest priced uh, lot at the uh, entire sale. So we'll see if that happens. We'll see what else happens today. If you're out in the area, make sure you head out to the sales. Have a great look around. Enjoy the uh, the atmosphere and the facilities as we get closer to the big one on Saturday, the $10 million Magic Millions race day. We'll catch up tomorrow.